They say waking up is hard to do, especially when you're not alone. They say life is full of surprises, that our dreams really can come true. Then again, so can our nightmares. Welcome home, Jenny Humphrey. We've missed you. Hey guys, welcome back to Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we watched a crazy episode, a very inappropriate episode, which we'll get into. Um, Episode six of season four, Easy J, original air date October 25th, 2010, written by Jake Coburn, directed by Lee Chalet Kamel. Although Blair made it perfectly clear that little Jay was no longer welcome in Manhattan after what happened with Chuck, Jenny is tempted by a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to meet Tim Gunn, which could be a game-changer for her future. Meanwhile, Serena discovers something about her new boyfriend, which it's like, okay, he's not a boyfriend, whatever, we'll get into it, Colin, that may put an end to their relationship just as, I, just as it was getting good. I'm like, guys... It's been one fucking day. It, it's been it has, less right? than 24 hours. Blear, beer flavored nipples. <laughs> I've been saying it. it. Ha- That's what it has to be, right? She gives off this aura. The nips are... She, I like that dance yeah, for the so nips. doing like this weird arm movement nips dance. And like that they just leech. I don't understand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I understand the the appeal of Serena. Don't get me wrong. This situation, and I cannot wait to talk about it. I We are both fired up. Fired, fired up. up. <laughs> so fired up. We are fired up also because I made a little mocktail tonight. A uh, virgin Manhattan because that's Tim Gunn's favorite drink. It is? Yes. You can look it up. You can Google it. His favorite drink is a Manhattan. And uh, I titled it Make It Work. Because, uh, <laughs> you guys should see Michelle's face. So, Michelle, if you guys saw us on stories tonight, Michelle has a Tim Gunn bobblehead, and it used to say make it work, but she just tried to play it, and it didn't work. Oh, the batteries are dead. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Make it work, because if you're a fan of Tim Gunn, Project Runway, you know uh, the inside joke there, but really met- a metaphor for all of our characters, especially Jenny. Make it work, Jenny. Make it work. Oh, Jenny. Good to see her, though. I know you guys are haters, but Michelle, I love Jenny. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah I don't even want to say okay, but like I feel we are very much on the team and side of Jenny. Especially in this episode. Yeah, and I don't understand why there are so many haters of her. Same. I think y'all need to rewatch it. It has to be that nostalgia, first impression, it just stays with you. Just like these these chair lovers, like my first impression, yes, love them. You're in your 30s, you're still like, I know they're toxic, but I still love them because it's nostalgia. So is it like it's nostalgia to hate Jenny and Vanessa too? Probably. So, but how do you watch this episode and you're like, no, I hate Jenny. No. no. You no. kind of side with her and you're like, oh, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. Exactly. All right. So I wanted to refresh everyone's memories on the three gossip birds for last week, which I definitely fooled Michelle. Michelle's like, my predictions were so off. I'm like, well, that's the fun of it all. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. So I had visiting for... Juliet and Nate visiting the prison, but also Jenny was visiting. 
professor for obvious reasons. I mean, that's Serena's professor that she's now dating or had one date um, with, and then Gunn. So last week, Chuck does mention that he wanted to speak with Tim Gunn's assistant, but I know you didn't catch it because, first of all, you can't understand what he's saying. He talks so low. (laughs) And it was so quick and we were like yelling and screaming and then all you, all you hear is Parsons and you're like, Parsons, yay! And I was like, okay, she didn't actually hear the words Tim That Gunn. is so sneaky. Yeah, so I was like, and I was like banking on the fact that you weren't going to hear him say it because I didn't even catch it the first time I watched it. I'm like, oh, he does say Tim Gunn in this episode. Um, so I wanted to just go with it anyway. I was like, so we were doing our summary and stuff and I was waiting for you to say like, yeah, and I heard it was Tim Gunn, but you didn't. So I was like, perfect. Well, that explains all the facial expressions last week. I'm like, oh my God, Juliet's going to take out Serena. So good though. No, I mean, hey, makes for good content. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. So let's start. Blair is having a wait until dark dream, which I've never seen. It's another Me Audrey Hepburn movie. No, she, uh, but. I have to interject, though. I love her with short hair. Uh, she looks so gorgeous. Good. Her gorgeous. face. She's got very small features, so the short hair really looks good on her. Yeah. Um. In the tr- in the dream, there is someone attacking her, in which she believes it to be Chuck, but then possibly someone with blonde and pulls out this like blonde extension with the headband that she gifted to Jenny in the final scene of her last. No, season two, when she she tells her she's queen, right? Yeah. Remember that yeah. really ugly, actually, headband yeah. with all the big crystals? So I'm like, wait a minute. What's happening here? She awakes, and then we quickly pan over to Serena, who's sleeping next to Cab Guy. She's sleeping next to him. She spent the whole night with him. And you assume that they slept together, regardless if they did or didn't. So she smiles, and she sneakily sneaks out of his apartment so she goes back to the waldorfs and blair is there to find her doing the walk of shame but serena claims that she and colin the cab stealer were up all night talking that's it nothing else happened okay i i'll let's just say i do believe you why did you have to sleep over it's not giving a good signal i'm just saying i'm like the mommy here it doesn't look good serena no it does not look good (laughs) if you don't want him to get the wrong impression you don't sleep you know you don't sleep there you don't spend the night you don't spend the night and then obviously wearing his pajamas you didn't bring your own pajamas correct (laughs) you know correct whatever i'm being very mommy no i think you're being all of us okay i hope so i don't want you all to think i'm like this prude girl that doesn't say you you can't hook up with people this little girl's (laughs) with you on that so yeah um, and then what gets me is they start discussing how Serena is like falling for this guy, falling for him in a matter of hours. And she's go- rambling on how he is this business guy, but he's also artistic and loves X, Y, and Z, whatever. Um, but she didn't want him to get her a cab because she's not a cab girl. No, I, no, I'm not going to be like his other cab girl. So I'm like, okay, sounds like you, Serena. Sure. So they also discuss Blair's dream and how it's a symbol for Chuck declaring war on her, but confused as to why a female, possibly long hair blonde, would attack her, and then she realizes who it is. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is Blair psychic now? How well, would she, she know Jenny's coming into town? She just has that gut intuition. Ext- what a I mean, nice- what a gut. What? <laughs> 
What a gut. What a freaking gut. Like that you would be so in tune to Manhattan that you would know Jenny Humphrey would be back in, you know, a few feet away from her. It's just so crazy to me. So both girls head off to school. Serena runs into Chuck on their way to their business class, which I'm like, um, Serena and Chuck are in the same class. Columbia's sophomore class is so fucking small that they would be in the same class with each other. Yeah, I was wondering that as well. Juliet's in her class. Chuck's in her class. Hey, Blair. <laughs> everyone could be in everyone's classes. And everybody. Just, everyone's taking the same classes. Everyone's taking the same classes. Everyone's the same major. Or is this just liberal arts? Are they all business? Are they all business majors? I don't know. It's very, it's very you interesting. You guys let us know. It's convenient is it's what it so is. It's so convenient. It's convenient. I mean, hey, it's television. Whatever. Um, but they discuss uh, the war on Blair and then how they are going to have a new professor for the psych of business class because, we, as we know, Martha's like, I can't deal with these shitty kids and I need to go. So the professor walks over and Serena's like, oh, hey, Colin. He's like, I'm the professor. Shocking. I mean, I couldn't see this coming. Did you see it coming, actually? Um. No, I didn't see it coming. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, when I, mean, I saw him visually coming, though. yes, yes. But uh, of course he is, is of one course, of those. Of course, of course he, he is. is. Yeah. Yeah. So Serena and Colin talk. He admits that he notices that she keeps running off on him, like what gives? And she tells him she doesn't want to be another one of his conquests or one of his cab girls. And then what gets me is like, he says, okay, yeah, you made that clear last night when you didn't want to be conquered. I'm sorry. So oh. Oh. <laughs> you're pushing the wrong buttons tonight. Okay. Do we know how old he is? No, but I also just think I don't care how old he is. It's still no, no, incredibly no. It's inappropriate. inappropriate. 100% it's inappropriate. I was just curious. He has to be. And I will look this up. Maybe after break, uh, during break, I'll see if I can get a confirmation of how old he actually is. But... I, I don't, uh, dude. Thirty two, thirty three. I mean, he wrote a book. Yeah, that takes well, a long time to write a it book. It does take a long time to write a book. So let's say he and yes, have to have been a mogul. You know, so he he wrote this book, like you said, and we see, but and it's on business, like being the CEO. I mean, like a high up knowing your shit i mean it takes years yeah because i was even i'm like okay let's say he started that at 23 but no way right like you wouldn't start that at yeah how would you have that knowledge right so he's gotta be pushing 30 right let's just give him the benefit of doubt he's not even 30 we're gonna say still in his 20s maybe late 20s 27 28 could have had maybe a couple years under his belt. Maybe he got promoted really quickly because he's really savvy. I don't know. And wouldn't Chuck know who he is in yeah. this business I mean, world? Especially, well, yeah, because Chuck right? said he's like, a young entrepreneur. We have himself. this new, apparently great professor who knows his shit. Like the fact that, well, maybe Chuck does know him, but Serena had no idea who this guest speaker was going to be. Whatever. And she's 19. <laughs> she is 19. Okay. Getting back to the the conquest, I just can't let this go. He wanted to conquer her, but she didn't want to be conquered. Why would you phrase it that way? And also, it makes me seem like you all you want was sex, but you ended up talking all night, and now you guys are like, I'm so connected. 
Brady, that's what happens with that's, Serena. You talk all night, and now you're connected, and, and a you changed will. man. And he's a changed man, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I need to have sex that night because we we're just talking. No longer a bachelor. Oh, which, speaking of being a bachelor, he's going to be receiving the most eligible bachelor award at some event later on. Why you would then invite your 19 year old student to be your date to this most eligible bachelor award ceremony? baffles my mind and to prove to her that he's willing to change i, I know list is hitting her <laughs> forehead right now exactly he's willing to change and gonna invite her to the ceremony he's saying no to all the other cab women out there and then he's it's just says, you serena you know what serena maybe you want to postpone taking the psych of business class so we don't have to have this like confrontation and you can take it on, on when it's good for you whoa what <laughs> let me tell you how to run your education and you shouldn't take something so you can date me oh my god what and the literally guys actual. remember it's not even been 24 hours <laughs> it's not even been 24 i don't unless i'm totally Ooh. wrong guys you let me know if i'm wrong but what i saw was they keep bumping into each other at the cabs for a week or so and then one night she's having a rough night he's having a rough night they meet at the bar and this is the next morning is this not the next morning? It has to be. It's the next morning. <laughs> right? No, no, no. You're right. But now I'm, I've like mentally fast forwarded to the end and now I'm like unsure of everything. <laughs> well, I mean, that last scene makes you unsure of everything. Yeah. What you know. That's Serena's morning. We have Blair. She on a hunch goes over to the Vanderwoodsons. Opens the door. Hello? Is anyone here? I'm like, why would you just open the door? How did you, you get in? How did you get in? I guess maybe Vanya, whoever knows, and said, all oh, right, true. Blair, go up. But she is like, hello, and opens the door to Jenny's room, and there little Jay is in the flesh, and they're both giving each other like this look, like, mm? <laughs> don't mess. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? So Jenny's back on the Upper East Side. Blair then speaks like she's fucking God, like, I told you, I exiled you to Hudson, and how dare you come back here, and now you must leave. Jenny's like, dude, it's one day. I have an interview with Tim Gunn. Please don't take this away from me. And then Blair's like, okay with it. She's like, okay, only if you don't see or talk to anyone. And also, th- what else was in there is that she couldn't come back for holidays. Yes, and, and then Jenny goes, I'll go away for a year. I won't even come back for Christmas. And Blair is like, okay. You have a deal. So badly, I just wanted Rufus or Lily to walk in and hear Blair say this and be like, I'm sorry, Blair, you are not the freaking queen. Can you leave? Like, yes, you're the queen in some circles, aka to three minions. But that is it. And it's so pathetic. I mean, at this point, I'm going to drive home the entire episode of like, you were literally a small fish in a small pond. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Except for Gossip Girl, I guess. Except for Gossip Girl. I don't know. I don't. And Chuck. Yeah, and Chuck, right? Yeah. Um, so she grants Jenny the state pass. As we said, there's stipulations. She can't leave or see anyone until the only time she can leave is for her interview. Um, so then Blair heads to Columbia to meet up with Serena, who just got out of her class and is freaking out because she's explaining the situation of Colin being her professor. And Blair's like, you know what, Serena? Just like knock it down. Like, don't let's not do this. He's your professor. And the Serena, I had to laugh. She's like, 
I can't believe this is happening. And I'm like, yeah, again, like this literally happens to you again, but I'm sure you'll find your way around it because you're Serena Vanderwitzen. And then Blair advises her, like, tell Colin that this blooming relationship is no longer. And Serena's like, but I really like him, though. (laughs) This sucks. I really like him. It's been one day. How do you know? He could be a fucking serial killer. You have no idea his character. You don't. It's just the first guy in New York that's not Nate or Padge. But he's certainly not a mix of Padge and Nate. <laughs> you no, know? No, he's not. But she wanted. But it's a distraction. And it's the first guy she spent time with and had a conversation with. So here and he's we go. into her. But of course he's into her. Of course he's into her. But this is so Serena. Within 24 hours. Oh, I really like him. <sighs> How about like, oh. I'm- he seems like a nice guy. That's an appropriate thing to say. How about we put a say. wall up, Serena? Can we have just like a little bit of a boundary? Just a little. But she doesn't. She doesn't. No. She just easily just falls into the next, into yeah. the next. Um, and so Blair then sees Chuck. She approaches him yelling, did you let Jenny Humphrey back in Hudson? Um, back in Hudson, back in Manhattan. And he swears he didn't do it. She then mentions again that if anyone finds out why she exiled Jenny, it would look bad on both of them. And I'm over here like... Who cares? Literally everyone knows who needs to know. And then everyone else like has shit to do and is focusing on their own lives and like don't, doesn't care. Well, why I, guess, she do- I her. guess those three minions. They're are the not, only ones are not focused on their own lives. They're like, focused Blair on Blair's life, life. And they are the only three people in the entire city that I think care about this. Do you, can you imagine leaving high school in a petty situation and then going to college and continuing a petty lifestyle can you imagine because college is a totally different life you're supposed to be a different person in college like you're supposed to grow be more mature you know you get there you leave all of that high school baggage but they none of them did the three the four of them haven't including gossip girl i wonder why the writers I, i why did we choose to do this they bring Gossip Girl into no, college. No, not Gossip Girl. Why bring Minions? It was so high school to me. Like I understand Blair doing this in high school, and maybe because it has to do with her insecurities and lack of as much. She's self confident. She has no confidence. Right. With I so know, many it, things, it's so confusing. Like her being Blair Waldorf is very emotionally confusing, and I'm sure for her as well. But I don't know why we had to continue this in college. I know. But it's a bummer. It's actually. just. It's, I guess, like you maybe never grow out of these type of things. Like it's something that you, your clutch that you lean back on. The only way she felt comfortable at NYU was to find someone who would like bow down to her. And that's when she found her small little clique right. there. Um, so Columbia, and especially because the girls at Columbia read Gossip Girl. Like it's the big thing at, at Columbia. But even for Penelope, who was at Columbia right? and she's before been, Blair. And she hates Blair. Right. Like, I so why would you? But I guess it's like also the status thing, and I guess. Um. But speaking of for minions, Blair then orders them to watch over Jenny for the day, making sure she doesn't, you know, ruin their agreement and, or go. Over, yeah, make her step into Manhattan. Exactly. So over at the Humphrey Vanderwoodson loft, Rufus puts out a spread of breakfast for Jenny's very quick visit and wants to celebrate her being home and suggests they all go to Babo at the night at for dinner and Jenny declines because she really can't go out and she suggests maybe they'll have Rufus's chili and 
it's just so stupid because she can't fucking leave the apartment when she is not a slave, not locked down, not punished. It's just ridiculous. And Eric and Dan are onto her and they go and they wonder why Jenny doesn't want to go out to dinner. And she explains the whole Blair situation. They both think it's ridiculous, like all of us. And Jenny's like, I don't want to push any buttons. It's fine. Chuck then arrives to talk to Jenny. But Dan's like, I'll go handle it. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, what? Like, what made you decide to go handle it? Right. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Um, but Chuck says he wants to apologize to Jenny. But then Dan doesn't really allow him to get near Jenny. And so Chuck, like, fabricates this whole, like, Lily left these blueprints for me and picks up the Bass Industries blueprints, but knowingly underneath takes Jenny's sketchbook, which is so fucked up. Knowing See, that first, she it. it doesn't seem like he did, right? Right. And I, but, but these, knowing now, like right. understanding that it was done on purpose, but there, this is a type of situation in shows and movies that I can't stand. Oh my God, Sam, I hate it. It like is really annoying because how do you not know you have like a huge portfolio with you or a big thing and you don't realize until later and it's this whole big thing that could be avoided. Right. But I guess he didn't want it to be avoided. You know, he wanted this to oh, happen, yeah. which sucks. So later on, he calls Jenny and tells her that he took her portfolio by mistake and she has to come and get it. It's like, no, fucking have your driver deliver it to her. Right. But obviously it's on purpose. And so she's pissed and she gets in a cab and she heads over to the Empire and the minions are behind her in a cab following her. And so they, of course, spill the beans to Blair. So then Blair gets mad, makes a call to Tim Gunn's studio. And I don't really know how she achieved this scheme, but just does something, which we will eventually get to. So Jenny arrives at the meeting and Dan is there for moral support. And, uh, Tim's guns Tim Gunn's assistant is there, like welcoming her to come in. And so Tim Gunn and Jenny talk, and he's impressed by her and he loves Eleanor. And he, he kind of like doesn't really prompt her to tell her life story, but she decides to tell her life I think story. It shows anyway. how young she is. Yes. And probably nervous and just wanted to go over all of her bases. Right. And so he's like, okay, great, Jenny. Like, let's bring out your models. And all of her models come out in these black dresses and when they turn around they are spelling the word whore each dress has a different letter and tim gunn and his assistant are like what the hell is this a joke you need to leave and jenny's like oh my god no i would never do this but he kicks her out anyway so dan is downstairs waiting for jenny and blair arrives and dan's like no 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 no, you can't come over here blair and like mind you she's already fucked everything over and so jenny comes downstairs and she's crying and she's like what the hell Blair she's like I did whatever you asked I can't believe you would stoop so low and Blair's like this is for you breaking the treaty you went you know went to go to the empire gives her a ticket to go back to Hudson so of course this all gets posted on Gossip Girl probably the minions sending it out picture yeah and so then immediately Chuck calls Dan and wants to offer his assistance to helping Jenny get another chance with Tim Gunn when it's like it's this is all your fault anyway, but okay. And yeah. So Chuck invites them to a party where Tim Gunn's going to be attending later on. So and can we Yeah. I just not to interrupt your flow. This party. Yeah, this party. Is the observer party. Yes, it's the New York Observer Party. And not only is Tim Gunn going to be there. He's getting nominated, but also Colin Forrester is getting nominated. Thank you. Yes. yes. So this Big shot is. I don't think Colin. Chuck knew that. No, no, no I know oh, that. Oh, yeah. But just again, 
why is Tim Gunn here? With why Colin is Colin Forrester. there? Again, an, uh, making him like this big right. guy. Right. You know? I'm like who right. rolls with the big shots of New York. Yes. Professor. Yes, it's very like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mm-hmm. I, I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. So Chuck invites Jenny to the party and says, I'll give your whole family tickets. And so they're like, well, what else do we have to lose now? I might as well go and try to like Blair can't do anything to me now. I've already been exiled again. And so they decide to go. Mind you, again, this is the same party Serena's going to be at. So it should be fun. So later on, Serena heads to the Vander Woodsons to raid Lily's jewelry closet box whatever it well, is she needs some fancy jewels for fancy the evening jewelry. yes and lily's like oh okay this is exciting and sees serena's the the jacket yes but i don't know if like did they all have to purposely buy this book for his class <laughs> i took it as serena <laughs> or she just was like oh i'm taking it. interest in this book right yeah so lily happens to see colin's book and is so proud that she's taking an interest in school again and she's trying to focus on her future and not boys. It's like, oh, Lily, you have no idea. <laughs> and Serena's like, yeah, okay, cool. And so she's feeling guilty and they go to the party and she arrives with Colin and she's like, I don't feel comfortable walking in together. She's afraid that she's going to get her picture taken with paparazzi and doesn't want her mom to find out. And Little does she know, she sees her mom across the way and is like, oh, shit, what are you doing here? And goes up to her and Lily's like, oh, yeah, Jenny and Eric were really excited to come to this. And is that your professor over there? And Colin comes over and kisses Serena in front of Lily and is like, I need to meet your mom and tell her how crazy I am about you. (laughs) One day. One fucking day. Actually, okay, maybe this is like. 30 hours from them meeting and talking but who says that i need to meet your mom it's like i i why you sound like such a fake person right and the other thing is again now as i'm saying this it just makes me think of the ending yeah do you actually mean what you're saying i don't think so but what's the motive we'll get to it Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah so then Colin walks away embarrassed. Serena tries to explain herself to her mom. And Lily's like, I'm here for some tough love. Let me give it to you straight. And she's like, Serena, you're not really made out for college. And you're just a pretty girl. And you can marry rich and not have to work. And Serena's like, so offended by it. And Rufus is like, ouch, Lil. Like, you didn't really have to go that far. And she's like, well, I was going to give her some reverse psychology because nothing else I do seems to work. And I found it out a tactic that that I learned in Colin's book, mind you, which is hysterical so then colin accepts his award his bachelor award and in in front of everyone he's going off on how if he found the right woman he would gladly give up this award and he's like focusing his attention and eyes on serena and serena's like oh no 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 this is not me my mom just like flat out told me i'm gonna be this like stay-at-home rich wife who i don't need to work yeah who's uneducated or whatever and Serena like slowly like leaves and he's watching and he's making a speech, but it's like, guess this is not the girl that I thought she was. And she walks out of the room. Later on, Blair gets a call from Penelope telling her that Jenny is at the party, wants to make amends with Tim Gunn. They're having trouble getting into the boom, boom, room, boom, I think boom it room. Was. Yeah. yeah. And 
so Jenny goes up to Tim Gunn. She apologizes. And he's like, all right, I'll arrange another interview. And mentions that Chuck was the one to get her the original interview. And so Jenny's like now putting the pieces together. So the minions approach Jenny and they question why Jenny was banished from the city. And Jenny's like, oh, okay, you don't know why. This is so good. This this was so good. And at this point, I was screaming. Michelle's like, blow it up, Jenny. Jenny. blow it up. <laughs> blow it up. Take charge. Take, take advantage yeah. of the narrative. You can do it. So true. And so Blair then arrives and her and Chuck have this banter, which I honestly couldn't even tell you what they said because I couldn't understand a word that Chuck was saying. It was the same was, BS back and same forth. Ba- ba- yeah, exactly. And so Blair then realizes Chuck is behind Jenny being in the city and then the blast from Gossip Girl comes in that Chuck and Jenny slept together, courtesy of Jenny, which Eric is obviously disapproving of it, but she sent it anyway. So then Blair and Chuck are arguing, and Dan is telling Jenny, you know, I'm not really too keen on you posting that on Gossip Girl. It's like you stoop to their level, right. which Michelle was like, you know, honestly, at this point, they've given her no choice. No, the... The, they drove her. They drove her to, to this do point. this, and it's like, who gives a shit? Right when Chuck and Blair are having that conversation, he's like, "I told you I would do anything to take you down," and right, she's but, so like, it's like bringing Jenny into town was going to take her down. How? Right, we'll just make her. I think he said like Inferior. make her wiggle yeah, or something, her, yeah. squirm. And so she's like, well, if Jenny says anything, this is going to ruin both of our reputations. And he goes, oh, Jenny won't speak. And then she's like, oh, yeah, watch me. And I'm like, yes, girl, you speak, you say it. Like, take charge. I know. And then in the in the Discord chat, I was like, what did Chuck expect to happen here? You riled Jenny you up. Riled you know who up. she is. You brought her into this. Mind you, you're... You literally manipulated her whole entire interview and situation of bringing her back into Manhattan so she can be taken by the wolves of Blair and her minions. Like, you fucking set her up to fail. And that's how you treat her? Not only that, you set her up and then you expect she's not going to sing anything? Right. She's like, Are oh, you no. kidding? Do we know who Jenny Humphrey is? Exactly. She's like, I'm not going to take no shit from anyone. So don't be surprised that she popped. So when Padge is giving that speech, I was like, no, I would have popped too. I would have been like, yeah, actually, it makes sense. Like I had an interview that I thought was actually legitimate and I got on my own because Tim Gunn wanted to see it. And it turns out all of this was just so I could be a pawn in their stupid Chuck and Blair love game. Right. It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. And so Chuck and Blair are arguing pretty much this exact point outside. And Jenny comes up to them and is like... You know, honestly, I don't even want to beat you at this point, because if I do, then it means I stoop to your level and I don't want to become like you. I want to be above that, which is so great. And tells Chair that they are both mutual destruction and one day it will catch up with them. And then she leaves. She's like, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back until you guys are better. Yeah. So we have a lot. Their last few scenes. Serena heads to... (laughs) Colin's office at Columbia to leave him a note, which I'm like, you could have just fucking picked up the phone or texted him to tell him why you left. She's going to slide under the door. She's going to slide under the door, but then knocks, hello, is anyone in here? And of course, he's in there. And I can't help but like compare this to going into Tripp's office. Is anyone in here? <laughs> Michelle's headphones just flew off because her head. that's what I was thinking too. It, it it was so reminiscent of that, like an office. Her saying, "Oh, I was just going to leave you a note," but they're there, and there's like that sexual tension, but they can't be together. It's the exact same plot, same thing. It's the same thing. 
And so he's like, you know, my class is only seven weeks. Maybe we can just get to know each other during this time as professor and student. Don't go giving me an apple. It's not going to get you any credit. And they, you know, decide it's going to be strictly professional. Okay, sure. We'll see how long that lasts. (laughs) It's so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. The fact that you, it's like, it's, you know, this story is so tired. Like, this is the same Also, though, it just leaves us to the motive. Right. It does. So uh, we have a scene quickly that Dan sees Jenny off to Hudson again, tells her he's proud of her and she loves him. And she's a good he's a good brother. This scene was very sweet. And then Chuck goes to see Blair at the Waldorf's and admits that their fighting doesn't solve anything. And one day it's going to leave them both dead, which I'm like to Michelle, I'm like, oh, like physically dead or like socially dead? Because literally this this conversation is a joke. Who has this kind of conversation? Well, is it going to stick, though? That's all I want to know. Well, you know, this they are trying to make amends, I guess, and they're having a truce to stop fighting because Blair admits that what happened between the two of them was no one's fault, even though it's not entirely true but it's always like if if this didn't happen if this didn't happen i was like yeah okay so if dorota didn't go into labor and blair did end up on the empire state building would she have said yes to your proposal i don't know maybe yeah but guess what something and else would have happened and uh, yeah and then also something else would have happened after that and who's to say that you two shitty people would be in a healthy engagement or non-engagement or whatever it is so they're just this is fate. And that's what Chuck said. And so they decide that holding on to the pain is all they have left of each other. And they should just they just need to stop that. So they made a truce to stop fighting. But we have to talk about that handshake. And the handshake that shook her core. This was Twilight. <laughs> I thought I was watching Twilight. It's like we got like a zoom close up of her face. Like, <gasps> so this, I just told the cold so the hand, scene, vampire hand. The scene of Edward and Bella in the car when he yep. literally, mm-hmm. she has the heat on so uh-huh. high and he's in uh-huh. his ice cream. You didn't think of that? Nobody else thought? No, I did. And it made me really laugh. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you said that, I was like, yes, yeah. she gets it. Because yeah. she's like, <gasps> shaken to the core oh that God. I'm touching Chuck again. Right. His hand is freezing. But it's because he's a vampire. But she's like, the spark, it's still there. Yeah, right? We know, okay. we know. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up our last scene, we have to add this Nate Juliet stuff in there, which is like the, good, is the, best the good stuff, stuff of the episode. Yeah. We had a paint phone call where Dan discusses how Vanessa moved out. We don't have any Vanessa in this episode. Um, and Nate talks about how Juliet bolted after their special night together. Oh, Nate. He's like, I thought we'd get breakfast, cuddle in bed. It's like, Nate, you both have to fucking go to school. You both have school. And she's like, I need to get to class. Well, only Juliet goes to school, I guess. Apparently. And so he's like, yeah, she needed to get to class. And so the two hang up and Nate sees Juliet outside of the prison where Howie was just transferred to. So he's like, Juliet? And she's like, oh, shit. So outside the prison, Juliet and Nate talk about how she lied. She was going to class when she was really going to the prison. And she's like, what are you doing here? Are you stalking me? And he says, well, no, my dad is in prison, explains the whole situation. And uh, definitely not pillow talk, as he said, (laughs) but questions why Juliet was there, asks if her troubled brother is in jail. And she says, oh, no, I'm just here volunteering. Then the literacy program. Yeah. The what does she say? Jail literacy program. Well, yeah. (laughs) Whatever it is. She just had a quick answer. She really freaking did. So he 
you know, states that they can meet up later in, at her class, which immediately she looks at her phone and is like, oh my God, my class is canceled. I'm like, oh, so slick. <laughs> it's like, you're you're really good at improv, but not good at faking like a no, phone call situation. No, she's awful at faking a fake phone call or fake email yeah, or whatever. She's really bad. Yeah. She's like, oh, we'll just meet up in the city later on. So Juliet gets a call from Ben later. He's upset that she couldn't make their visit. And she explains that Nate was there and his dad was just transferred to her prison uh, his prison and Juliet tells Ben that Nate is different and maybe he'll understand what they're doing what are you doing what are you doing and why would Nate understand it if he's so different hmm hmm uh, she doesn't want to lie to Nate anymore but Ben's like not really keen on this and he's like um you need to check yourself, hangs up and is like, introduce me to Howie Archibald. Like, this is not I need good. to meet Howie. Yikes. So Juliet then sees Nate later on, who admits he's been wondering if her brother was actually in prison. He's been trying to investigate and finding out if her brother is in prison. Because he really is still so, he's like, I'm so paranoid. I don't know how to stop it. I've been burned so many times before. He's literally Vanessa mm-hmm. in this situation. Yes, correct. Which, I mean, more so in this situation, it's justifiable, but he doesn't know that yet. Right. <laughs> um, but he just wants to make sure they're totally open and honest with each other. And Juliet agrees. And she's like about to tell him something. But in that, gets he gets a phone call from the prison saying that his dad was attacked. And can you come to the hospital? Because, you know, he, he took a, a bad b- beating, I guess. And Nate's like, gotta go. So then Nate goes to see Howie and he admits that, you know, he's so proud of his dad and his Howie's saying how he won't let them give him anything stronger than a Tylenol. Like he's got his sobriety down pat and Nate wishes that Anne could see how great he is. And Michelle's like, I'm sorry, who? And who? <laughs> okay. Nice drop of a name. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, well, maybe once I get parole, Anne will come back and see. How great I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our last scene at the Empire, Nate calls Juliet and she's like, she's breaking up with him and she's crying and he's like, okay, this is because my dad's in jail. You're a shallow bitch like everyone else I know in this world. Let me help you out and like hangs up the phone. And so as she hangs up, she's like, I gotta go. It's revealed that she's waiting in Colin's apartment. Colin, what's his name? Forrester. The professor, the big business mucky muck, she's waiting in his apartment. Whoa. Yeah. Did not see this coming. No. Good job, writers. And he's like, she's like, I'm just, I decided to pour myself a drink. And he's like, oh, okay. I guess you're here for your check. She's like, oh, I guess I'm so predictable. He's like, how's it going? This should cover it all. She's like, it's definitely harder than I expected it to be. And he goes, yeah, let's toast to patience. What? What? So good, though. So no, good. No, but like really good. I said that's literally the saving grace of the entire episode. Yeah, because this episode was bad. It was a hot mess. It was just a hot mess with, I mean, it wouldn't have been so bad if we had Jenny, Tim Gunn, Dan, Nate, Juliet stuff, but the Chuck and Blair stuff just yeah, like no. so, so over well, Also, it. the Serena and, and the Collins stuff is so yeah, inappropriate. It is inappropriate, but honestly, like I'd rather have that than have the chair stuff. Yeah, no, me too. Even though it's done, I just literally said how this is exactly the trip 2.0. Yeah. But yeah. 
you know, whatever. At least we knew who Triple actually was, and we had Maureen. We had Maureen, who, shout out to Will. Shout out to Will. (laughs) Yeah, so I am so excited to talk with this, uh, talk about this episode with Adrian. Adrian! When we come back from break, we're going to have Adrian on. We're going to open up with your questions, and uh, I'm really freaking excited. Yeah, me too. Hello, Three Gossip Girl listeners. My name is Adrian. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a passionate entrepreneur, podcast consultant, and the host of She's So Cool, a female empowerment podcast designed to help you uplevel your mindset and your business by providing you with stories about and interviews with strong and influential women who are pursuing their passions in life. On my show, I have narrative episodes about the lives of many household names, like Lizzo, Yoko Ono, Princess Diana, and more. I've also interviewed some really incredible women, like Ashley Flowers of Crime Junkie Podcast, Zulfa Aishak of The Cosmic Feminist, and Sam Laura Brown of The Perfectionism Project. She's So Cool also discusses the psychosocial phenomena that impact women and how to overcome them so that you can experience more happiness and success in your life and business. These topics include things like self-care, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and more. I invite you to add She's So Cool to your regular podcast rotation, where each episode will inspire you to embrace who you are, love yourself fiercely, and pursue your dreams. Before we get back to the show, like many of you, I watched Gossip Girl back when it was on TV. And I stuck through to the end because I really wanted to know who Gossip Girl was. I want you to DM me on Instagram at FemPowerMedia if you also know who Gossip Girl is and what your reaction was when you found out. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Welcome back from break. We are joined with the the infamous Adrian <laughs> from Fem Power Media and She's a Cool Podcast, as you guys have just heard during the break. Um, now, I feel like our listeners know She's So Cool, but I feel like you should tell them a little bit more about Fem Power Media and like how you potentially help uh, new podcasters and fellow podcasters out there. Like, Tell them the gist yeah. of what you do. Well, things are really transforming. I'll be honest with you. Things are kind of um, in a really uh, – it's a really exciting time for FemPower Media. I actually just announced recently that I'm doing a network expansion. And so up until this point, um, I have done podcast consulting for entrepreneurs as well as – corporations to help them get their, you know, business-based podcasts up and running, which has been super fun and just really, really rewarding. Um, But my brand has been kind of 
all about like me and my services and I want it to be more of a community. So that's kind of where this network expansion is coming from. So I actually have an open call right now for any and all podcasters who identify as female who are speaking about topics in the realms of entrepreneurship, self-improvement, social justice, and spirituality. So If any of your listeners are aspiring podcasters or existing podcasters speaking about those topics, I would love for them to apply. Would be so awesome. Imagine if one of our TBM went over to Fempower Media and we had a little (laughs) baby, little baby. Actually, (laughs) would be so awesome. Yeah, it's it. I'm actually, you know, advertising this for podcasters, but also uh, wanting to partner with. Uh, like podcast producers and marketers and editors and um, managers. And so I know that you guys are pretty well versed in GarageBand. So I know Michelle and I talked a little bit about you guys potentially providing like editing services or like training people how to edit in GarageBand. So if that's something that you guys would be interested in, we could collaborate and have Total Betty Media like kind of involved in um in supporting the people in the network and obviously you guys will be compensated for that. So if that's something that you guys are like, yeah, we want to dive into that, but we just don't know how, the network expansion might be the perfect opportunity for you. Sounding pretty good. Our, our people have to call your our people. Our people have Adrian. to call your people, but our eyebrows are raised. <laughs> no, that sounds amazing. And I, I have to say, just from meeting, you know, when we first met to where you are now, I'm just so proud and smile oh. every time I'm on Instagram and I see a post and then I like audio Adrian, my audio messages like, girl, and I'm like screaming into the phone to her. So I'm just so excited and happy for you. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, things are changing a lot. I'm really excited to share more updates with you guys soon. But, um, you know, I would love for you guys like, you know, to to provide other people with support through Total Betty Media. I think that there's a lot that you guys obviously are doing. Like the fact that you guys are showing up on your social media profiles a lot more is really exciting. So I am I can't wait to see where you guys take everything that you're doing as well. And I'm here to support you however I can. Thanks, Adrian. We really appreciate yeah, that. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I wish we could see updates. each other right now. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Um, If there are any updates that you have, we will definitely be sharing. And especially if anyone's interested in applying um, for this amazing opportunity, then uh, I hope it all I hope it all works out. Yeah. All the information will be in the show notes. And feel free. Feel free to edit any of what I said out, obviously. So I won't be offended if you like edit most of that stuff out. I'm just speaking directly to like. We're very transparent here. Okay. (laughs) All right, Adrian. So we have some questions from our listeners, but I do have a few of my own first. Um, do you have a favorite character um, in Gossip Girl? Uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of hard. I know. I think they're all kind of unlikable um, yes. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> uh, I would say even though Blair is kind of like a villain, I think that a lot of her like, not so great characteristics actually come from, like, insecurities. And I can kind of, like, 
you know, when I watched this show, I could like I felt really connected to her because Serena, I'm just like, okay, you're just like too perfect. You're like too good to be true. Whereas Blair is a little bit more relatable. The things that she goes through, even though she's a lot meaner than most of us are, Mm -hmm. I would say she has a really she's a very strong like female character. And so I guess I would have to say Blair. I love that. I feel like that's a very popular opinion. It's um, been the favorite. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely has. Yeah, she's surprisingly, very Surprisingly for Michelle and I, who have so many choice words to say about Blair lately and the podcast, but um, I understand why people gravitate towards her, though. She's a force. Yeah. She is a force, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she she's good at what she does. You can't deny that. Right. Um, <laughs> how many times in total... Have you watched Gossip Girl? And did you watch it live when it aired? Did you kind of pick it up when it was on streaming sites? Yeah. So I watched it. I started watching it in college. So I think I started watching it maybe a year or two after it started airing because I I just looked it up beforehand. It started in 2007. I would say I probably started watching it in 2009. Mm -hmm. And I think I've only seen the show all the way through one time. Wow. And then, like, random episodes here and there. Maybe I've seen twice, but. All right. So you're, like, dipped in, dipped your toes in it a little bit. You're no, you're no expert, but you're also, you've seen the whole right. series, so you know what to yeah. expect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like I hate watched it towards the end there because I, I had grown out of the show, but I needed to know who Gossip Girl was. Yes. And I'm sure you have other people who, who are the same. Um, so, yeah, I finished the, the show because I was like, I didn't watch all these episodes not to find out like the most major mm-hmm. mystery from from the, the show. Yeah. 100%. I can totally get that. Adrian, did I tell you that Gossip Girl got spoiled for me? Yes, I need to hear the story. Yeah, I need to hear the story. I, I will have to send you the story off mic because we keep it spoiler free here. But yeah, that yeah. happened. <laughs> Is, did you tell the Did you tell the story on the podcast? I did or in, no? in our in our uh, season four premiere episode. Yes, okay, I'll go. I'll go listen segment. to that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go listen to that. <laughs> but oh my it's gosh. been fun now because now we have this after dark segment, and so every right. week I go into why I think this person. There's no way. Or there is a or way. Or there is a way. Yeah. Kind of like a detective. Wait, was I in the after dark? Okay, so my question for you is, do you say, like, before the after dark section, like, okay, there's spoilers ahead, so if you don't want to know, like, Correct. don't yes. keep listening? Yeah, after okay. dark is only I, for spoilers. I mean, yeah, Okay, because I, I talked about um, who Gossip Girl was in my after dark um, segment that I sent. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted Michelle. I figured. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we'll start with a question from Mike at Dell underscore Vasto wants to know, what do you think is Nate's a game pillow talk being that Howie being in jail is not a game pillow talk? Oh my God. I I don't have the personality or the humor to respond to that question. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like what is Nate talking about during pillow I think, talk? Yeah. Mm, I don't think I wanna know. But also yeah. maybe he's just really basic. Like I don't know if he's he means so pillow talk and like not dirty talk. No. But like pillow talk and like right. we just did it. Let's have like some conversation. <laughs> 
So what does Nate yeah. talk about on a daily? He's I don't just know. very vanilla. Mm-hmm. He's just very vanilla. Like there's no personality. He is only looks. Like he is very attractive. Yes, he but is. his personality is lacking. He's like Wonder Bread. But I will say that I I took notes. I don't know if most of your guests take notes, but I wanted to make sure that I had some stuff to refer to. No, we love a prepared and I, guest love that Nate and Dan are kind of like friends right now. Yes, we appreciate I love their it. friendship as well. We ship them paint. It's yes. so good. It's so good. Yeah, we really enjoy them, the, their found friendship, because they're kind of similar. Kind of. I mean, like if vibe. anything, Nate, he's a, he's a good friend. He is a good friend. And, and lover. And <laughs> or so i think i mean he's been with a lot of people but yeah Mm -hmm. um thank you mike for your question we have tish at tish underscore dominique 124 asked do you think blair has a right to banish jenny from the city even if it was for a college no no she's she's not god (laughs) absolutely not okay so adrian you're a fan of blair and yeah the unpopular vote Amongst our listeners and the general audience of Gossip Girls, they do not like Jenny. I personally like Jenny. She is one of my favorite characters, and especially mm. in this episode. And so mm. <laughs> uh, Jenny is the one who finally made Chuck and Blair come to a resolution in this episode. And right. Jenny yeah. popped. She popped, and I would have done the same thing. So I want to know, what do you think? Do you think Blair has the right to ban Jenny? Absolutely not, especially no. in a city so large like it's ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Um it's absolutely ridiculous, but she's like on a freaking power trip and the thing that's crazy is that Jenny is like genuinely following the rules. I if know. that were me, if I were Jenny, I would be like fuck that. Like she can't tell me where I can be and what I can do. That's ridiculous, regardless of the fact of the circumstances that she's upset about. It, ba- it baffles my mind. And I guess she was just so concerned that Blair was going to ruin this Tim Gunn interview. And so she didn't want to step on anyone's toes. But it's like, what's the worst Blair could do to you if you stayed around right. the city? What is she really going to do to you? I mean, she's, she's really going to waste our time making Jenny's life a, a living hell. Like, so pathetic. Right. Like, <laughs> girl. Blair, the whole interaction. So I took notes on their interaction after Blair, like, discovered Jenny in the room. And she's <laughs> like, you were banished. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you have no right to do or say that. Like, you can't banish someone from New York City. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? I mean, does anyone have a right to banish anyone to anywhere? I mean, it's exactly. just so crazy to me. But It is crazy. I, this is the realm of Gossip Girl, and I guess it's acceptable here because it's a soap opera. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Know? Well, one of, the most, one of the most ridiculous things that she said, she was like, a Jenny free holiday season. It's been on my wish list for quite some time. <laughs> like, please, Jenny home for Thanksgiving and Christmas is the worst thing that's in going on in Blair's life. Like, you need to check yourself. Yeah. Blair. Yeah. You have a lot of other things going on. And I don't know if you guys notice this or not, but I, and I don't know if this is like Taylor Momsen, like the actress mm. changed a lot, but like, her demeanor and her voice sounds really different than 
in previous seasons. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know anything about Taylor Momsen. I She may or may have – I don't know if she, like, had some personal life drama going on. But, like, her whole vibe was so different that I'm like, this has to be more than just her character being different. Yeah, I think Taylor Momsen kind of had this, like – I don't know the word to use. Like, she just kind of grew into herself in a way that she felt like was her right path. And I'm not saying it is or isn't, but I feel like this is her, like, finding herself. And she's like, well, I'm not going to mm. be that little goody two-shoes girl that you see in season one. I'm going to transition mm-hmm. how I want to. And, like, the writers kind of have to, like, just work around me. That's how I Do you assume. know if... Okay. I wonder if there are any articles about that. I'm sure there are things. I mean, I've heard in the past, like she has um, a band called The Pretty Reckless and she was really heavily focused on her music and at this time kind of took a step back from the show because she wanted to Mm. focus on music. So I don't know if it was like that transition of, no, I really want to focus on my music. I'm going for a different vibe. And like maybe the show was like, well, we're not really going for that vibe of Jenny. And they maybe had to write it in somehow. I'm not really too sure. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, Disney stars, like, mm-hmm. you know, how these, like, Disney stars, oftentimes, they they play extremely, like, innocent characters, and then they want to, like, it's similar to Harry Potter as well. They want to, like, separate themselves from their character, yeah. and then they kind of just, like, go off in a completely different direction. That's kind of the vibe I got from the actress in this episode. I could be totally wrong. That could have just been actually Jenny. But I was like, something weird's going on. No, here. I don't like think, her voice. Yeah, I don't sounds think you're different. wrong. I think she just was like, no, this is me. I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it or try and act like I'm anything different than this. And that's mm. like her, kind of how her transition from like really like season three into season four. Yeah, wait, you're talking mm. about Taylor pre- portraying because I took I believe I, I agree bu- with I, you too, Adrian. I felt that she seemed just different like i don't know m- more muted just yeah like voice kind was of different monotone more monotone like we're more reserved yeah. yeah and so i don't know if that's taylor being like this is who i am and i'm portraying jenny this way now i think that's what yeah. it is yeah yeah like she's like i'm gonna take me and put her into jenny as opposed to like me changing the way i like she's not she's changing the way she sees jenny because she's like changed right. herself right Mm, yeah interesting Mm -hmm. yeah no it's definitely you definitely notice it oh for sure for sure yeah she goes from being this little innocent girl to this very dark girl overnight pretty much yeah not overnight but definitely a transition where you see it happening Mm. i guess that's what the country does to you huh Uh -huh. (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh you know one of one of my favorite quotes from this episode was when jenny was talking to eric and he was like, she's the Wicked Witch of the Upper East Side. Loved I'm it. Like, <laughs> so good. One of my faves. I just, like, can't imagine, like, what it was like in the writer's room writing for these characters. Like, do you think they were writing these um, scripts, like, very seriously? Or do you think that they kind of played around with it and had fun? It's kind of hard it's to hard tell. It's hard to tell. I feel like they all kind of put their Kristen Bell voice on and was like, let's do the <laughs> script tonight and yeah. like just wrote it out in the most sassiest and bizarre way they could. Which of the Upper East Side? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, and they're like, they just think it's hysterical. Or maybe they, mm. this is just the vibe they were going from, like going for for this show because um, 
you know, as everyone knows, the Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage did the OC, which the vibe is like a night and day compared to this. And right. I mean, the OC does have like those witty moments, but not so much where it's such like a this is a soap opera uh, yeah it's just it, everything is over the top over exaggerated over the top over the top over the top everything. i have another quote for you that's just totally over the top that i have to share so she's like okay jenny's talking to eric and dan and she's like she's given me a day pass as long as i don't see or talk to anyone it's 100 percent vintage crazy ass blair i have no interest in going back to being gi jenny and warring with blair i'm just like <laughs> so much of this is just like Ridiculous. over the top dramatic yeah. yeah i mean chuck alone is over the top dramatic yeah. the way he dresses the way he speaks he's batman slash vampire you can never understand it's so low talking his yeah. briefcase and stupid suit. That's I cool. I don't like Chuck, Adrian. <laughs> I, you don't like Chuck? <laughs> I can't stand him. He is a toxic male. He's bad news bears. Mm. And mm. I can't stand chair either. So it's a problem. <laughs> so I apologize to our listeners always every week. Uh, but also I don't need to apologize. It's how, no, I it's feel. how you feel. No. But Chuck is yeah. talk about over the top. Chuck yeah, is over the top. He's like so over the top. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's similar to Blair. Like, and we saw yeah. some of that in this episode yep. of like, they both have issues, they both have insecurities, and that kind of like works for them. Right. Yeah. I think they're actually a really good couple because of like the complementary issues that they have. They can kind of understand each other in a way. Mm. And that might be part of the appeal of why so many people like that yes. relationship. And, I think so. I mean, even in this episode, He's getting a massage. She's getting a massage. I know. They are They are each other's <laughs> counterparts. And I, I have always said they are meant for each other. They're just... Because nobody else No one else can <laughs> deal with each of them. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tish adds, were you shocked to see Juliet with Colin at the end? I was. This is my first time seeing this scene. So I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I What a showstopper. I, you know, hey, props to the writers. This saved the episode. It saved the episode. Yeah. Whoa. I agree. Did you enjoy yeah, this that was... episode overall, Adrian? What did you think of it overall? Because Michelle and I felt like it was pretty inappropriate and lacking until that last We scene. were screaming. I mean, yeah. I yelled a lot <laughs> at the TV. Um. So I'll be honest, like, I haven't watched any season four episodes up to this point. So I'm, like, kind of confused about some things because yeah, I haven't right? watched this show in, like, years. Um, I would say as a standalone episode, I enjoyed it. You know, it was fine. I don't really know. Yeah, the the mystery of how Juliet and Colin are connected is very interesting and will probably make the next episode really good. Um, I would say it was pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't have any, like, strong feelings one way or another. I do want to say, though, that, like, okay, Blair, I just can't. You know, she's had these minions since high school. And she goes over to her minions and she's like, I need you three little pigs to huff and puff over to the Vanderwoodsons. <laughs> and then I literally had to pause my the show because one of the minions is Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This has been talked about in the past, and I can't believe how long she was actually an like a, a character on this show. I thought it was just a one-time yeah, like, thing. But oh it my wasn't. gosh! And 
I will say, too, you know, Tim Gunn is the reason why I picked this episode. I knew it. But then, and I don't know how political you guys get on the show, but, like, Mm -hmm. I wrote, all caps, gross alert, Ivanka (laughs) Trump and and Jared Kushner are on this episode. I was disgusted. The fact that Um, Colin says that Jared isn't, like, an eligible eligible bachelor or something, I was like, why are you saying this? But, like, in all honesty and... This I was mean, 2010. No, no, no. That's fine. But the Vanderwoodsons would totally would be, roll with they the Trumps. Totally would. You know. Oh, it's sure. Just their yeah. People. It's Absolutely. Their people. Gross. You know, uh, Blair did have like a pretty, like intelligent, uh, really good joke that I think probably didn't land when I watched it the first time and probably doesn't land for most people, at least in a pre like 2020 world. So she's talking to the primary minion and she says, Penelope, this isn't Congress accomplish something. Yes, yeah. love so this. I was just mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. And the fact that like Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner were in this episode, I was like, this is such a full circle moment. Right? Like, it's like such a time. She's making in a, in yes. this episode. <laughs> And she made just, like, such, like, a great joke about something political, which was really surprising for me. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, that was one of my favorite quotes. I wrote that Mm -hmm. down. Yeah, so Now, obvious, we were talking about this recap, but I wanted to get your opinion, Adrian, of Serena and the professor and the words spoken back and forth of how he's (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, hey, you can put off taking that class so we can date, essentially. And he's, we were thinking, probably 30 Yeah, how old do you and think she's 19. Is. It's very inappropriate. You know what? I said I was going to look that up during break, and I did it, and I'm going to look up how he, how old he and, is now. And obviously, towards the end, we see there's, the, you know, him and Juliet are working together, obviously, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure how. And obviously, there's a, mo- a, a motive, but it just was uncomfortable. For me. Yeah, uh, very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm just think like, when I was watching all of that, I was putting myself back into college and that I would never. Never. Like, I would never. Like, if that had been the situation where, you know, leading up to the morning, you know, you can't change the past. But once you have the information that this is your professor and he he's an authority figure over you and he – is like in charge of your grades and all of that. Like I probably would have dropped out of the class and not dated him. I would not have taken the class or dated him. I would have like cut ties completely Um, because that's just a really uncomfortable situation. And the fact that he is like encouraging her to drop out of the class is so inappropriate. Right. And then even at the end where he says, oh, no, well, you inspired me to be a better teacher. You stay in my class, <laughs> and it's only six weeks, so we'll just we wait. We can be fine. We'll we'll be fine. Patience. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. He's forty four in real life now. Okay, so you have to do mm. math. Yeah, so math like mm. what? Okay, thirty three. I just don't right? know what the character. Something? Right. Like, how old is the character? Right. It doesn't tell me on the wiki, unfortunately, which is annoying. But it did tell me one thing on the wiki watch. I'm like, oh, okay, makes sense. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because I don't know. Honestly, like like one episode prior. I'm just kind of disappointed in like Serena being like, okay, like 
that sounds good. It doesn't it's even just like, girl. Me. This is her. This is this her is MO. Her this is what all she does. The time. Every guy. Every guy. Oh, I like I did make a note though. Most, you know, I will be honest, most of the outfits I see in Gossip Girl, like some of them are good. Most of them are just like so 2000s that it like makes me want to vomit. <laughs> but Serena's dress at that party, it was extremely revealing. Oh, yeah. But it was also very fashion forward the than peplum. most of the outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like the her whole chest and like her boobs were yeah, looked very it was nice, really but like good looking. <laughs> that's your that's your professor, and you're just gonna like mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. all out there. Yeah, but you know, part of me was just like I did not like the interactions between Serena and Lily, and like I know that she was using reverse psychology on Serena, but even still, like those comments that she made. Will be detrimental yeah, for Serena's my mental mom health. Saying that to me, you know, oh like, my and god, coming back from that and feeling okay about yourself. Yeah, it's not mm. good. like she said, she said we both know you would have moved on to classes more your speed eventually. I literally wanted to punch her. Yeah, not in good. that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's tough. Um, Tish wants to know, Adrian, what actually originally made you want to watch Gossip Girl and how do you feel about the reboot? Are you planning on watching any of it? Oh my God, I didn't even know there was a reboot. Yeah, it's like, it's so tricky because I don't really want to read many articles on it just Uh because I don't, you know, I didn't get myself involved. Like we're focusing on this one show right now and I don't want to get myself involved in that. But from what I understand. I'm definitely going to look that up. Yeah, it's um, like the same concept. And I, from what I heard, some cast members are going to be in it as guest appearances, maybe not as full-time actors on the show, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like just the new class and there's the Uh same type of... High school yeah. drama it's like, and a gossip girl. Right. It's like it's like Degrassi being redone class, or exactly. like Boy Meets World and then Girl Meets World. Okay. Yeah. Um I'm definitely gonna look up information about the Gossip mm-hmm. Girl reboot. I had no idea that was a thing. Um your the other question what, did, what were the other what questions? What made you originally want to watch the series? Was there any pull towards it? Did someone recommend it to you? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's something that I watched, like, with my hallmates and then my roommates. So it was something that, like, we had in common and that we would, like, make a ritual out of. And then once I no longer lived with those people, I really wanted to know who Gossip Girl was. So I am, like, such a sucker for mysteries. Like, that's why I really want you guys to do Pretty Little Liars. Um, (laughs) I know there are other people out there who want it. So so I'm just going to say that. It's have either of you guys seen it? Yes, I have painstakingly watched the entire series. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I Why don't really The first few Mich- seasons were really good. Yes, that's how I feel as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I started watching it just because it was like a social thing that I was doing with friends and then ended up sticking with it just so I could find out who Gossip Girl was. Yeah, makes sense. But uh, mm-hmm. I can I can see the appeal. And then as I did, I dropped off after season three. So mm-hmm. I just got summaries from my sister, kind of what was happening each week or in each season. And then she was telling me who Gossip Girl was. So I was like, oh, wait, how is this possible? And so uh-huh. 
um, now I'm like reliving it for the first time, even though I know mm. uh, like so much that happens and mm-hmm. so many points and who's connected to what and this and that. It's so interesting to see for the first time. So when I saw that last scene of Juliet with Colin, I was like, what <gasps> is happening? I know. I felt the same way. I'm excited for I felt this. The same like, way. I'm excited to see this play out, you know? I don't know. Do we know who that guy in jail is that Juliet is talking to? Um, we it's know. Brother. We know it's her brother. Well, loose quotes, right? <laughs> loose quotes that it's, it's her brother. So um, far. I yeah. But know some gist of what's to come with that, but Michelle okay. doesn't know. Yeah, I wasn't okay. I wasn't sure how much has been revealed in previous episodes leading up to this. No, okay. that's pretty much. It's you her can brother. tell it's super sketchy. Yes, and he's very controlling, and his vendetta is to literally take Serena down but and why? kick her out of Columbia. But, but why? why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Will asks, Michelle, when do you think Jenny will return to the Upper East Side? I guess if ever. I'm sad. I don't think she's going to return for another to like the end of this season or next season. So just like one more appearance. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, she's not on the island, so not to Thank worry. goodness. Yeah. Um, Audrianne.speedell asks, why do you think Ben wants to know so much and why did he attack the captain? Mm. Well, I think he attacked the captain to because he's mad at Juliet. Send, send the message. Send to a Juliet. message of you better back down, or else I'll do more. Why do you think he's so like possessive over her? I think she, because she's getting distracted. She's supposed mm. to have one goal and one, you know, thought mission, and it's to take down Serena. And she's he, she's getting distracted with Nate, with Nate and his body yeah. and face and smile <laughs> yeah <laughs> who wouldn't get and his a, pillow talk yeah and his pillow talk his game a pillow talk he honestly like looks like a ken doll yeah he's so beautiful like too beautiful yeah almost. he's like too, yeah he's like paul walker it's just like what oh, yeah god paul walker god <laughs> gorgeous face gorgeous man uh crystal at chris small asks asks wow that word did not come out of my mouth how would we deal with jenny coming back into town i guess if i'm putting myself in like blair's <laughs> shoes or like whose shoes am i putting myself in because if it's in my shoes i don't care jenny take down the whole world whatever <laughs> yeah. but if i'm in blair's shoes then i would probably not mm. be too happy about this but also it's like mm-hmm. she's not what is she gonna do to you blair really what's her being there doing to you nothing yeah, I don't, I don't, what would I do? Am I, I guess I I'm do? Blair? Am I? Are we like, maybe we're just uh, uh, in Gossip Girl realm and we go to Columbia. Like, what would we do if Jenny Humphrey came back into town? And I'd be like, if I'm at Columbia, I'd be like, who's Jenny Humphrey? Because exactly. nobody knows. Who's Blair Waldorf? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. What about you, Adrian? <laughs> yeah, I think that's really tough. If it were just me, I'd be like, hey, girl, welcome back. Right. But up, if, if I were Blair... Yeah, if I were Blair, you know, obviously I would not be happy. Um, I don't think I would banish her. (laughs) But I think I would probably try to have a conversation and say, like, I understand that we run in the same circles. Let's come up with some rules where this is like a fair compromise for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, depending on like, 
how how well I've processed the news, right? So like if it's still really raw, maybe I wouldn't be ready for that conversation, but that conversation needs to happen at some point because their circles are so intermixed, it's not possible to not have one of them around every once in a while. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. just... very level headed response. Sorry, exactly. not very dramatic. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, we're the most level headed. That's why we this show is just so ridiculous to us that all these things happen and things just they could have been avoided, but of course mm-hmm. are not. Mm-hmm. I put off watching this show for so long and yeah. everyone knows OC is my favorite. And so I'm like, oh my God. Joshua, Stephanie Savage, the OC is my favorite. This will be, and I watch it and I was like, well, save it for the podcast. We knew you're going to do a podcast. It's so different than I thought it would be. Yeah. I like, know. It's so How different. many seasons even... are there? Of this one, six. Yes. Okay. And the last season. <laughs> so you've is got like two more seasons. Episodes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's quick, the last season. So we're like pretty much more than halfway done with the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not, it gets. My, my memory didn't serve me correctly on how absolutely ridiculous the show was. Like, I remember mm. like, absolutely loving the first season and the second season. And like, I back then I was like team chair. I was like, yes, this is so great. Let them be together. And that whole Victor Victrola episode. I'm like, yay! It's amazing. <laughs> and rewatching it, I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I think and watching I was older. the show, you know, I was like 19 watching oh, the really? show. I was like, this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think watching the show as like an adolescent slash like early 20s versus late 20s, early 30s is a very different experience. Yeah. Plus, like our society has just changed so much since this show came out. Totally. Yeah. And it makes us see it in a completely different light. Completely different. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of it is not okay today. No, it's not okay. Yeah. Just at Mrs. Boquist, she says predictions for Juliet, Colin, Ben, Michelle. Oh, my predicts. Oh. Little predicts. Uh, <laughs> little predicts for this. So I feel like I'm still processing Juliet and Colin working together. At first, I thought this was a whole family situation, like they're brothers. I mean, uh, like well, Ben uh, okay. and Colin are brothers, okay. and Juliet they, is the sister, and they're mm. working. But then he why paid, would he pay his sister? Why now? would he pay his sister? And then I was like, oh, they are coworkers, and they're working for like a higher intel for someone. <laughs> Taking down the Vanderwoods. That's right. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> but that's not the case. And so now I have no idea how they're connected. Whether, but he paid her, right? He wrote her a check. He wrote so her a see. check. I could see it. Of okay. Somehow Juliet and Ben hired Colin. Like they need money. Or, right. Or they're like, we need right, we need you to get Serena and bring her down. You're our connection to Columbia. Mm. But he's not new to Columbia. Is he first time professor there? I think so. I think Which so. is crazy. I think they said new new professor. You're right. Okay. Yeah. They did say that. So he how convenient. He got a new mm-hmm. professor job. She <laughs> is a student. In his class. She's a student there. Uh, you know, Juliet's a student there at Columbia. Oh yeah, and Juliet goes to Columbia, and she was a key holder at the Soho. No, Hutz H- Hamil- Hamilton Hamilton House. House. <laughs> right. Uh, this is all very. It's so convenient, and, and also this had to have been in the works for a very long time. Right. Because how do you just yeah. show up and decide yeah. I'm a professor? There's a lot I'm that a- goes 
along with this, so this plan. Has so it's been a very thought out plan. Mm-hmm. This is me trying to come up with an answer and just explaining what all the facts <laughs> when I really don't have an answer yet. That's okay. You can marinate a little bit more and, you know, come down to my three gossip words and maybe you'll have a little yeah. bit more yeah. uh, predictions. Okay. But she also wants to know how long do you think the chair truce will last? Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know, three episodes. And then they'll go back to hating each other? No, I think, so. I don't know. Loving uh, each other? No. <laughs> something will spark something to do. Like a light tiff will happen in three episodes. Okay. Not I love s- when she gives like an exact number. <laughs> <laughs> something will happen in three episodes. <laughs> She's like, Juliet will be here for until episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, Vic at Musechick says, welcome, Adrian. Uh, she asks this question to everyone. How do you feel about Vanessa and Jenny? <laughs> Since everyone seems <laughs> to not like them. Oh, um, I think Vanessa's like the most annoying character ever. <laughs> Everybody hates. I also like, I like Vanessa. She's like not my favorite at no. this point, but she doesn't, she's not like you know, the worst, I guess. Not yet, I, I maybe. Think, I think the issue that I have with her, and this is just from what I remember watching the show, is she has a very, like, woe is me attitude, and I'm just, like, not here for it. I'm like, girl, you could be a badass, but instead you're just, like, being really annoying and, like, wanting people to feel bad for you, and it's really annoying. Yeah, I mean, that's what mostly everyone says. <laughs> You know, when they're in their defense of why they don't like Vanessa, they're like, she's always getting blaming everyone for her problems. And yeah, yeah. And and yeah, it's just like, I think that she could have played a more powerful, more like, you know, above it all role. Yeah. And it's just like, and the writers just made her like kind of pitiful, which is really unfortunate because there's not a whole lot of people of color on the show and they made her like this really unlikable, annoying character. Yeah, you're absolutely right. (laughs) As far as Jenny, yeah, they did. Like she could have been a total badass who like made the show so much better, but you know, hindsight. Um, and as far as Jenny, I I feel very indifferent to her. I think, like, you go through waves. Like, she's just, like, she's trying to find herself. And I actually really liked her um, towards the end of the episode where she was just, like, you know, she <laughs> texted Gossip Girl, which, whatever. She texted Gossip Girl about sleeping with chuck and then dan was like this isn't you like you're better than that and then she was like you know what i am and i was just like yeah girl like you made a mistake we all do but she like you know she came back from it so i give her props for that yeah that's michelle and i agreed with that earlier in the episode um what else do i have um she wanted to know what you like about gossip girl i think we kind of went into that a little bit and um michelle do you think juliet will tell nate what's actually going on with her i think she's gonna try yeah will ben allow it yeah well ben won't know (laughs) i think juliet's gonna try to become a good character and it's going to fail 
Oh, mm-hmm. so she's going to like have a realization yeah. of I should be not doing this because I actually like these people. Right. Mm, yeah. Like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I feel her. like they've, yeah, I feel like they've kind of shown a little bit of that. Right. Yeah. Like a also, very tiny bit. I feel like, I feel like Juliet looks way too old <laughs> to be a college we student. We say this every we episode. She's 30. We've she talked about this so much. Everyone says it. Her fashion choices are very dated and aged looking. And yes. Just her demeanor is very yes. 30. She's just very 30. Are her <laughs> eyebrows plucked like a lot? Or oh, is that I mean, just... I think everyone's eyebrows are super thin. <laughs> like Lily's in this episode. I was I like, know. wow. And even Blair's. I think it was... Um, Wow, uh, Angelina, who said she's like, this is a season Blair's eyebrows get really bad. <laughs> I was like, I think that's just the trend. Like, I always say, and it's so funny, I was actually talking to my mom about this, where she was showing me her Facebook memories because today is my sister's birthday and her 21st mm. birthday was seven years ago. And so she showed me this. I was like, ooh, B-E, we always say before eyebrows because <laughs> it's like <laughs> before like 20... Oh, uh, God, maybe 2015, we started penciling in our eyebrows. And every time we see mm-hmm. us without eyebrows, we're like, B.E., this is not a good look. It's not a good look because, you know, we, we grew up in the age where you pluck the shit out of your eyebrows and that was it. And it scarred mm-hmm. us for life. Yeah. And, you know, that was the 90s, 2000s. So, you know, it sucks. It is what it is for us. But I, it's crazy to see me without eyebrows. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> so it's funny to see like the fashion choices is so dated and then the eyebrows the are eyebrows, so dated. Yeah. yeah. I love it though. Yeah. Adrian, this was just so much fun. We loved so hearing all of your Gossip Girl thoughts. This is just so great. Um, if you could remember, do you think you have a favorite season? Does it start in the beginning? I know you said that you trailed off and you didn't love it as much towards yeah. the end. Yeah, I I would say I don't know enough about the show to have a favorite season. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite thing about the show is just the mystery of trying to figure out who Gossip Girl is. So I love that you guys have this After Dark segment now because that actually adds an element of interest for the second half of this show for you. Because now you can look at it through the lens of like, yeah, does this make sense? Does this not make sense? Um, did the writers like do a good job of like writing Gossip Girl for this specific character given what's happening in each episode, which I think is a really interesting thing to look at. We agree. Yeah. She's like our little promoter. I know. <laughs> we actually we started after dark with Let's Talk OC and the listeners loved that. Yes, because Michelle and I both knew what was to come for the OC. I mean, it was a while since I've mm. watched. So Michelle would kind of give me like little light predictions and reminders. So we got to talk about what was going to happen. I loved that because yeah. I would like get reminders. Mm. But with this, it's like, well, now Michelle knows the big secret. Yeah. So right. we've got to talk about it every episode because right. it's so much has happened already in season four. Mm. We're on episode six. So it's right. fun. it is fun that we want to thank you so much adrian this was a blast as i knew it would be yeah such a great <laughs> personality and your enthusiasm is always welcomed and we're gonna have oh, you're all so of your sweet. links in the description in the episode and make sure you check out awesome. adrian and she's so cool podcast which i know you're doing a little bit of a <laughs> revamp on right yes i am yes it's been 
a long time coming. I've taken about six months off just because I was so focused on my business. And then I was planning on relaunching season five in the new year, but now I've been super focused on renovating my house. So season five is to come. It's going to be different. I think it's going to be even better than before, which is exciting. Um, So it's too soon to tell <laughs> when I'm going to be able to to get season five up, but I'm hoping by the end of April. So, But we look forward to listening to your podcast and the new season whenever that may be. And I'm sure our listeners would love to check it out too. So make sure you go follow Adrian, FemPower Media, and uh, tell her we sent you. Yes. Tell her we said hello. Yes. Yes. Well, love Adrian so much. Yeah. Michelle, can you tell us your origin story of how you met Adrian? I sure will. Uh, okay, so Adrian and I are both part of the Lady Pod Squad group. Actually, you're a part of that well, too. Yeah. You know, our TBM is a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a mentorship program on there, and I applied to be a mentor. And so Adrian, she emailed me, and we started talking. And I remember looking at her, she's so cool. You were like, she's Instagram. So cool. And I was like, oh my God, she's so cool. You don't need my help. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm obsessed with your aesthetic. And then we just started talking and we, I don't know, I just found like, I always, I found like I felt a soul connection with her. Totally. And there's like certain people in your life that you meet and there's this magnetic attraction and right away, hopefully she feels the same way about me. <laughs> sure. How creepy would that be, right? Uh, but yeah, I just felt like this soul connection with her. And then we just started talking. And I was so fortunate that last year when I traveled to Utah for work, I got to meet her in person. Yeah, so great. And we got to go to dinner together. And we took a Tesla Uber. Hi. Oh my gosh, Adrian. So if cool. You're listening, do you remember that? I, we were both like, oh my God, we're in a Tesla right now. <laughs> Look at that screen. That's freaking cool. Yeah, it was so cool. She's so cool. Yeah, and right? it was just great. And it was like, it was like seeing a friend that I was catching up with. Right. Instead of meeting someone for the first time. Right. Well, I mean, you've been so verb like verbal yeah. back and forth. Yeah. She's amazing. And yeah, she's great. She's been our pod be- bestie for a while. For sure. She's yeah. my pod bestie. And um, I'm really proud of her business and what she's done and where she's going. And she's amazing. She's and incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. So. Yeah. Love She's her. so cool. She is so cool. <laughs> the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll go, go into some trivia. The episode title is based off the movie Easy A, in which Penn Padgley was in. I love that movie. Um, this is the fifth episode that Blair has a dream in which she is the character played by Audrey Hepburn in a movie. This episode was watched by 1.88 million viewers, which was up from last week's episode. On set... Problems were revealed when Entertainment Weekly reported that Tim Gunn was displeased with Taylor Momsen on set's behavior, but enjoyed working with the rest of the cast, calling Penn Badgley in particular a delight to work with. That's some fucking tea right there. Wait a minute. When did they even have that many scenes together? Tim Gunn and, and Taylor? And just, pa- no, and Padge. Oh, well, I don't know if they, had any, they didn't have any scenes together, really. But I guess just working in the background with him, he thought maybe he was super professional or delightful. I don't really know. I don't doubt it. But um, just interesting, though, especially what Adrian was even bringing I up. Know. The fact that 
maybe Taylor has had like a little bit of an attitude change and she definitely didn't make a good impression on Tim Gunn. Wow. So Ooh. not good. No. Yeah, I just thought that that was interesting trivia. Uh, we had some music by Henry Mancini, Jesus Alejandro El Nino, The Black Keys, Shapes of Race Cars, Robin and Roy Cupsup. Roy Cupsup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I get it right? Thank you. You know them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Eminem and Rihanna in the last scene. All right. Some fashion headbands. I had four headbands. I had three. Oh, okay. So we're close. Close. Um, I happened to really enjoy Serena's peplum black top with the yeah. open and the braid. I, lo- I really did like that outfit. I actually like Nate's messy hair. I don't like it. Really? I, I like, like clean. Oh, no, no. I like that little, he just put his fingers through it and did a little wiggle. I yeah, like I'm, that. I, I'll take Nate anyway. Don't get me wrong. But I like a clean, a clean Nate. You were very much into Patch. I Your was. thirst level, which we haven't used that in we a very a, long time. We haven't had a thirst meter in like an entire podcast like, <laughs> since Let's Talk OC. Well, Let's Talk OC. I mean, Ryan, all over the place. In a black (laughs) t-shirt. In a black t-shirt. But I don't think I've had like a true thirst on Three Gossip No, I think Rufus. Rufus had a thirst level. I did. I do. But for some reason, I don't know if it's like the padge haircut with all the added facial hair and him in a suit. And I was like, like I had to like clean my glasses like, like padge? Is that you? happening? Yeah, I was into it. And yeah. I was liking how supportive he was as, as a brother. And I was like, maybe that's what's making my I think pants also turn we too. Went, we didn't have to deal with him in Vag. So, I mean, him in... Well, yeah, Vag in general. Yeah, yeah. Just, or or him being like condescending. Just none of that no, he typical was, Padge. Right. So, he so was, I was like, it's good. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, I did like Jenny's navy, bl- navy blue dress at yeah. the party. Yes. Lily's bun with the braids. She always it's has like, this intricate bun and always makes me think of in office ladies when angela always tells the stories of her incredible hairstylist i think it's kim fairy is her name and how they would do these like insane braids and like how her hair like she couldn't move her head for like hours and i'm like wow it probably takes so long to do just that like little simple i mean it's not simple but so intricate looking so i always think of like these hairstylists and how long it takes them to do this. Oh, I love it. And the fact that they're like, okay, well, we're putting her in this dress. She's wearing this dress because of these and we're going to pair yeah. with these shoes and we need her hairstyle to look like this. You need it. Like You need to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I love it. Yeah. Um, I actually did like Penelope's silver dress at the event. It was, yeah, The I liked the uh, That cut? The cut. I mm-hmm. couldn't wear a cut like no, that. No, me neither. But she looks good in yeah. it. Yeah, cute. Did you have anything else you liked? No. no. You weren't into the fashion this week? Je- it's funny. Jess said she didn't really like anything else either. I did happen to like Blair's makeup at the party. I thought it, it was, was very really pretty. pretty. Um, Serena had those blue booties that she was like walking around in. I think it was at Columbia. I did like Blair's pajamas. We I talked about that. I those pajamas. And um, I had liked Jenny's khaki green dress with uh, olive green dress with the chains. chains. I did like that. And her eyeshadow was matching too. Um, what about some quotes? Yeah. Yesterday's dress with today's shame. <laughs> he collects women that he puts in cabs. Like Chuck and Drag were an actual girl. I'm sorry, but the chili, the smell, it lingers. <laughs> I love that. You can like barely hear it in the background, but that's like that scene between Lily and Rufus. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ignore the fact that you have the best problems ever when Dan's talking to Nate about like having sex with Juliet. 
uh, what Adrian said. This isn't Congress. Accomplish something. Mm -hmm. Or a Jenny free holiday season. Mm -hmm. Cab guy. What are the odds? Yeah. She's violating your order to exile. Like, shut up. Shut Amy. up. Right? <laughs> That's all I had. Um, I love So Dramatic, You Should Be a Writer. And Jenny always has a talent of making your life a living hell. Chuck, we hold on to the pain because it's all we have left. Which is, Ain't I that guess, the very truth true. for them. Very true for them. That should be their mantra motto. Right? It is so true. Um, MVP and shittiest. I have a blue ribbon for uh, my MVP. I have one MVP. Okay. Ready? Right. Yep. Three, Three two, two, one. Jenny. Oh, okay. Pete? Pete. Yeah. Why did I pick Nate? I guess because he was like open and honest. I Mind you, I did my notes a few yeah, days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think more so Padge than Nate. I liked how he was a good sibling, but my blue ribbon was to Jenny. Yeah, no. Jenny came in, did was manipulated, was a pawn. And again, I still stand by her sending out the blast. It might have been immature, but it needed to be done. And really... This is the thing that got Blair and Chuck to come to a she truce. She solved it. So well, she, sort of, but... But she made them talk and have a truce. Right. Plus, it was just nice to see her. I know. So MVP goes to Jenny. Yeah. Um, Audrianne, Tish, Jess, Lisa, uh, they all picked Jenny as well. Mike and Vic picked Lily for giving the reverse psychology, and Will picked Tim Gunn because, of course, shittiest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, chair. chair. Oh, chair. Yeah, of course. But uh, so first I had Blair, mm -hmm. then I had chair, mm -hmm. and then I switched it to, to Chuck, Chuck. Uh -huh. because Chuck really is just playing these games. Right. And, like give it up already at this point. And not caring who he hurts. Like you already mm -hmm. hurt Jenny. You already hurt the family that and is you your only family. And you humiliated her. Right. But you already know you're on bad terms. What an idiot. With You're Rufy right. and Eric and all of that. And and Lily has been the only one who really is there for you and cares for you. And yet you, it doesn't matter. Let me just use Jenny. It doesn't Let me just use in. her again. He doesn't get it. No. It's because he's, he's so he's so numb and now he just wants to go back to his old Chuck ways because Blair took away Fleur for him and that's it. Like he, that was his future. That was my life. My, my Henry Prince life. Boy, bye. Yeah. And like, I love a Jillian in the chat was like, oh, Blair's so accepting of having Chuck come back into her world after he did all that shit to her. Yet she exiles Jenny when it was like, you know, she was. Well, isn't that always the way? Yeah. I feel you hate the female and of you course, will of accept course. the male again. But it's like, you know, double standard. Of Chuck course. is the one who literally destroyed you. And now he's still out to destroy you. And you are mad that Jenny is coming back into town because you can't deal with that. Right. Just bigger fish to fry, Blair. Yep. Um, uh, Mike and Tish also picked Chair. Jess and Vic picked Blair alone by herself. Audrianne picked Juliet. Will picked Ivanka and Jared. Good choice. And Lisa picked Ben and Colin together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good choices. Yeah. All right. It's time to go into the Betty of the Week. Betty of the Week. You're a total Betty. So this week I picked Kelly from the UK. 
Funny, Kaylee, you actually share a last name with my brother-in-law and my sister, which I think is hysterical. So you're really part of the family at this point. (laughs) Um, She reached out via email stating that last year she discovered Let's Talk OC during a rewatch and during the time went into lockdown. So the podcast became her soundtrack to working from home and listening to us was like being around friends. She decided to pledge when hearing about the new developments of Total Betting Media and wanted to show some support. She said the OC is her number one. Seth Cohen was her teenage dream. But naturally, coming from the creators of the OC, she got into Gossip Girl when it aired. But like me, fell off somewhere after season three. However, kept up with the gist of how the series played out. She said after Let's Talk OC came to an end, she wanted to keep listening to us. So she got into three Gossip Girls. And unfortunately, Gossip Girls isn't on any of the streaming sites in the UK. So she literally listens to our episodes every week for a summary, which I think is, I mean, incredible. And I hope we do a good job that we, she says we remind her of what happened. So I guess that's good, right? (laughs) My face. I'm just like, she's like, wait, what? what? Um, And she says, end quote. Let's be honest. I come here for the chat segments and feeling of being around friends. I have finished binging the podcast up to the start of season four and should be fully up to date this week. So hello, Kaylee. Hopefully you're up to date now. We love and appreciate you very much. And I titled her Kaylee Cohen because, you know, number one. I I just got chills. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that so much. I hope you get like a little (gasps) sticker name tag that says Kaylee Cohen. So you've one day married Seth Cohen. (laughs) Yes. Michelle's like, I'm going to cry. I want to be Mitch Ruby Cohen. (laughs) Mitch Ruby Cohen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Welcome. That's so awesome. Yeah, I love that story. Thank you, Kaylee. We really appreciate it. Wow. Kelly Cohen, so, so cute. cute. <laughs> okay, so it's that time where I give you the title for next week. Three gossipers. Her pen is clicking. She's ready. Okay, so the title is season four, episode seven, War at the Roses. Three gossip words. Wait, I want to say my first thought. Yeah? Was with what's his face? Aaron. Oh, Aaron Rose, who shall never return again. <laughs> her face. <laughs> okay sorry all right ready for my three gossip words three gossip words 20 treaty anniversary lots of whys in there oh my goodness at first it's a big episode like oh oh wait 20th anniversary 20 i know that okay just separate words treaty anniversary anniversary. but 20 could either be an age it could be the number of years of an anniversary Mm -hmm. a treaty wow this is tough this is really really tough Liz. this lives me with nothing sorry and really none of these have to do with juliet so (laughs) great fantastic (laughs) i'm just being honest (laughs) okay uh so somebody's turning 20 wait a minute Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we in October? It's Blair's birthday. Is Blair turning 20? Blair's turning 20. <laughs> I'll give you that. Blair's yeah. turning 20 and it's going to be rose themed. And so there's going to be lots of roses. Oh no. Oh no, no. Is Chuck going to come with all these roses? And then she's going to be like, you're supposed to be with me. Midnight. Isn't there like something with midnight and cake? Which which party was wow, that? Wow, that was like first season. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what just came back to well, me. Well, she wanted to be kissed by Nate at midnight, I think. But then Ugh, Chuck ends gross. up being there. Right, right, right guys? Right, right. Remind yeah. us. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> so it's Blair's 20th birthday. And maybe 
her and Chuck, yes, they have this truce, but now they're going to have a treaty that he can attend. Mm. The anniversary. Could it be it's the anniversary of... When did Chuck and Blair first kiss? Was that Victor Victrola? Well, that was their first kiss, yes. And that was... um, Time frame. Yeah, but, but that was their first kiss. It wasn't her 20th birthday. It wasn't her birthday. No, it wasn't her birthday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, War at the Roses. I think I'm thinking too much into the title because mm. the titles usually mean Yeah, the titles are usually iffy. Mean nothing. All right. 20 roses themed treaty for Chuck and Blair to come, for Chuck to come to the party. And the anniversary, it's got to be the anniversary. Oh, shh. Wait, is it Bart? I love watching her face change. <laughs> no, because you can see my thought emotions. process. Yeah, it's amazing. When did Bart die? Is it the anniversary of Bart's death? It's, it's not. Might. It's, it's not. not. No. Okay. Well, thank you for not leading me down that route. We did that end of season three, right, or mid season in the winter, three? right? Yeah, it, it was winter. Holidays? Yeah, because then that's when the mom came back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know, it's not. I'm his. really digging for like an anniversary deal here. You marinate. I'm gonna marinate. I, I look forward to your predictions on Wednesday. Thank you. Yeah, I'll have them up. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, you should. What are you doing? Three Gossip Girls. <laughs> Why are you sleeping Pod? on that? <laughs> but I tell my predictions before every episode. Yes, she does. And then the episode is played, and you guys get to hear what uh, she thought. That's so, right. um, I wanted to give everyone a will treat before we wrap for After Dark. He says Gossip Girl characters as colors with no context. Awesome, Blair. Scarlet, so perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chuck, fuchsia. I mean, he does like purple. Right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> fuchsia is like a mix of pink, pink and purple. Dan, pewter. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serena, bumblebee. Is that like yellow? I can see that. Nate, sky blue. I was gonna say blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jenny, crimson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Eric, Kelly, green. Cute. Aww. Rufus, mocha. Yep. Lily, platinum. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Will. So we good. love the treat. Thanks, the Will. Best. Uh, th- guys, this is your reminder. My my PSA, every time I wrap the episode, if you are loving this show, we would love and appreciate you going over to iTunes, Apple Podcast, leaving us a rating and review. You don't understand how much this means to our podcast, our little network. It really helps out the show tremendously, helps our show get higher on the charts. That way we can have more people listening and we have a bigger community just wants to talk to you guys about Gossip Girl. We love, um, obviously discussing this crazy show wanted to thank badass adrian again for joining us definitely go check out her podcast go check out her company if you're interested in becoming a part of fempower media definitely reach out to her as we said the links will be in the description of the episode and actually next week we are having another podcast duo on sisters carrie and allison from hold up podcast will be joining us, so make sure you send some questions their way. And teaser, we're going to be on their podcast too, guys. Super excited. We're really excited for that. Uh, before we do end, and speaking of sisters, I just want to say a very happy birthday to Shanna. Shanna. Today she turns 28 as we were recording this. So 28? I know, it was gross, right? What? <laughs> Ew! I'm gonna send her some skincare. You know, it's like you need to be. You need <gasps> to have already been starting this at like 25, but it's Is like she really come, 28. I know. 
when I think of my sister turning 30, I go, there's no way my sister can turn 30 because then I'd be 34 years old. Like, what? I'm turning 30. I know you are, so but you're back also off years older than me. Back off. When I think of Shanna, I think of Shanna being three years old and being afraid of my cat because he was fat. <laughs> She was terrified of Disney. Oh my god, Disney was so fat. And my sister, my sister didn't do animals no, in I general. Know. It's fine. As a kid, she was afraid of my friend's little dog, who's like a little Maltese. She was like, he had to lock up the dog. She was a very um, afraid kid. Funny enough, she would actually go into the arms of all of the oh, dressed up animals. Where oh. I was like, I don't do that. No, I don't did. I didn't, I didn't do, do characters. No, 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 no. No for me either. It's a no for me, dog. No, I will not do that. But she loved that shit. And I'm like, really, you won't pet a dog, but you'll go into like Barney's arms? No, gross. <laughs> anyway, um, stay tuned, <laughs> guys. I just had a frog in my throat. Rimmer. We are gonna start after dark. Real quick. I mean, nope. Cut that out. (laughs) Or don't. I don't care. We're going to start after dark now. (laughs) You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Gossip Girls. After Dark. Brain farts. Brain farts. Oh my goodness. After dark. After dark. So I want to start this out with a message from Adrian. Okay, yes. Start it out with Adrian. Yo, Adrian. So out of all of the times we heard from Gossip Girl in this episode, the one moment that kind of struck me the most was Gossip Girl's like iconic spotted post. So she said, spotted, little J having a fashion emergency, looks like B drew blood. And in this post includes a photo of Blair, Dan, and Jenny. But that Gossip Girl post goes out, like, right after that photo was taken, and Dan was in that shot. So this is one specific instance where it doesn't really sound or seem that realistic for Dan to be Gossip Girl. And then later we have more narration by Gossip Girl that says, Looks like New York's best kept secret is finally out. Turns out little Jay didn't lose her V-card to Damien Dalgard. She waited and chucked it away with her stepbrother. Guess that explains the Humphrey and Hudson. Hell hath no fury like a Waldorf scorned. Looks like the jokes on Chuck and Blair and little Jay's got the last laugh. The part where Gossip Girl says, hell hath no fury like a Waldorf scorned, that phrasing is very on brand with Dan Humphrey as I interpret him. So that gives us some insights into the verbiage that Gossip Girl sometimes uses that maybe some of the other characters probably wouldn't use. I think there are several instances throughout this show where It makes total sense that Dan is Gossip Girl and other instances where it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And we've seen both of those instances in this episode alone. First of all, I want her to do the intros for Gossip Girl every single week because she does it more justice than I ever will. No, you do great. Um, I just, not to plug She's So Cool over and over and over again, but honestly, like when I listen to that voice, I'm like, give it to me. Well, that voice you should is listen so to her. Pod- I listen. I listen to all her episodes, and 
I afterwards I text her. I'm like, you're amazing. Her voice is just so perfect for it's perfect podcasting. She's yeah. a great. She's got a great radio voice, and it's just great. It's great. It's yeah, great. she's great. So loved what she said because it's so true. Well, that's it goes back to it has to be a server. Um, Tish said it had to be a server because Jenny sent that blast to Gossip Girl out so quick. And then Padge was like right there reading it with everyone else. So she, right. she also was like, I want to tweet to Josh and ask if Dan was supposed to actually be Gossip Girl all along. Tish, you should do it. She should do it. We should do it too. Uh, yeah. The saga of the Dan Eric who intended to be Gossip Girl continues because Audrianne says that Dan was thought to be Gossip Girl in the beginning. And they even have, as we said in the pilot, this one scene of Dan actually typing because he's Gossip Girl on the Gossip Girl website. But then they felt like it wasn't either they were going to use it as like, okay, Dan's Gossip Girl, not make a big thing about it. But I guess they decided to and then switched it to be Eric. Right. But that was leaked by a crew member. Right. So... Again, still confused <laughs> as to if Dan was intended to be it all along. Because if it was leaked and it was supposed to, and then they were going to change it to Eric, that that was leaked, then they changed it back to Dan. Right. So wait, so it was supposed to be Padge, it and was then they changed to it to Eric, Dan. then that got leaked, and then it's back to Padge. From what I understand, I think they were going as I have said in the past, like the book route, where there is someone that is Gossip Girl, but it's not ever known and not ever a big deal. But it was supposed to be Dan because it makes the most sense. He's, you know, the most introverted and was watching everyone from yeah. afar. He's in love with Serena, doesn't even really know her, and so he decides to open up this forum where he can talk about these people and they have no idea it's him so i could see that as like the whole show we would know it's him and it wasn't a mystery but it i don't know if it really would have affected everyone in such a big way right you know right and so maybe they decided not to go that route and they wanted to keep it a secret so they wanted to make it eric but then it was leaked and then i we've heard that after it was eric it was supposed to be nate but then they didn't go that route and they changed it back to there's no way it could have been nate no way. I would have not no been way. happy with that. Same. Mm-mm. It wouldn't have made any sense. Uh, Jess wants to know why Dan would post Jenny being outside of Blair, against Blair's rules. Right. Not good. No, it's a server. That's right. That's it. That's just how, how it happens. Because to. as Adrian said, like Dan, Blair, and Jenny all were there in the blast and like reading it at the same time. So right. how could he have posted it? Right. Just- so he just either there's like there's no way of him stopping these posts from going up, you know? And, but it's like, well then how come everyone has like the same like wordage each time? Like, does he have to put the captions on the pictures or does Mm, someone else do that? It's all tricky. It is all tricky. Yeah. Do you have any remarks on Dan being gossip girl? I don't, not not this episode. I was, we were so fired up. It's screaming at all of the, the, situations that were happening and then the last scene had me totally thinking about that yeah but i didn't really think i didn't really pay too much attention to Padge and gossip girl this episode the same i mean i didn't see him as that except for the one moment where he's telling jenny oh you stoop to their level right. i'm like you're gossip girl you stoop to everyone's level right <laughs> yeah and then at that Hypocrite. point all the, the everyone gets the blast because she sent it right so yeah huh 
Hmm. Man, I'm really hoping it's a server we explain the network. Yeah. The Gossip Girl Network. And you know, in the reboot that they're doing, you said, I wonder if it's going to be like, if Gossip Girl will become kind of like a forum. Right. Like, especially, and just post. It, it, especially if we're doing it now in the age of social media. It wouldn't make sense to have someone who tracks their, everyone tracks their own everyday life. And it's going to be so, to see that everybody on like an iPhone instead of these you know, sidekicks and yeah, it's gonna be weird. Flips, yeah, I feel like I need to definitely dive more into f- finding out about the reboot because well, I really don't know a lot about it because I haven't really been paying attention to it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done anything, but we will. We're gonna watch it. We're just yeah, like it'll be a bonus episode. We have yeah. to. Have I'm to. curious about it. I'm curious too. I want to see where they're going with it, and I want to see if I can watch it. Well, I don't even know when it's coming. Sometime it's, this year? It's supposed to come this year, yeah. Yeah. So depending on how far we are and if it doesn't spoil anything, right. it shouldn't. No, I don't think it will. No, it know, shouldn't. Right? Yeah. I don't think the characters' names, none of them are the same people. So it wouldn't make sense if anything would be spoiled. I just, you. I think we said this last week or an earlier episode, how the actors should play themselves. Like Leighton Meester should play Leighton Meester oh, so in funny. Gossip Girl on the Street of New York. It'd be so good. <laughs> and then have Ed like in his British accent, like, oh, that's and Ed Westwick. Like, Blake, Blake Lively in the background as Blake Lively. With like Ryan. And, the, and like, that's it. <laughs> not, not as Serena, but as Blake Lively. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Yeah, that would be really funny. Yeah. Well, this was a fun episode. I'm glad that fun. I remember watching it for the first time and enjoying it because you get to see Jenny again and then Tim Gunn's on the episode and it's kind of like the breakdown of chair and then that final scene I was like oh wow this is actually a really good episode and then I rewatched it for my notes and I was like god I don't want to watch this episode again and then I was glad to watch it with you because you were like the same person I was like okay good at least it's not just me with these ridiculous remarks you're reacting the same exact way and if not we fire each other up even more yeah so I'm glad that we could discuss this episode in its entirety and all the craziness that happens in it. And I'm excited for next week. Next week was a heavily requested episode. Um, we had a lot of people request to be on it. But luckily, Carrie and Allison are going to be on with us. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. To get their perspective. So we will see you guys in the next pod. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls. You can find us on all social media platforms at three gossip girls pod or at three gossip girls pod at gmail.com this has been a total betty media podcast produced and edited by michelle rubenstein and Alyssa tenio music by anthony vacora